Welcome to Glass Half Full Moon, where if we didn't make a movie so bad that we couldn't think of an opening bit, Full Moon Features would go out of business. I am your host, Gabe, and with me tonight is my co-host, Casey. Casey, I have a question for you. I might have an answer. Wouldn't you rather be watching Crash and Burn? Yes. Yes, uh... You heard that right, folks. This movie was so terrible, we legit couldn't think of any jokes for it. Well, we could, but they were bad. Yes. So, our movie of discussion tonight is Robot Wars. And here's the weird thing about Robot Wars. I can't figure out whether this movie is actually a sequel to Robot Jocks or not. Because in Germany and Hungary, it was released as Robot Jocks 2, colon, Robot Wars. Which is amusing because Crash and Burn was released as Robot Jocks 2 Crash and Burn in some European markets. So there are some weird things going on as far as continuity is concerned here. And here's the thing. Like, both Robot Jocks and Robot Wars have similar themes. They're written by the same people, directed by the same people. The tagline is referential to Robot Jocks, but the storylines are completely unrelated. So here's 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 how would I I rationalize it in my head. Um, the people writing this didn't give any fucks, so neither should we. Uh, in the great words of of Brian Usna, well, as it turns out, who cares? Uh, yeah, no, basically, <laughs> I suppose that that answers our question, which is, you know, what was this a good movie? No, this was not a good movie. This is a sci-fi somewhat post-apocalyptic giant robot movie because it takes place in the year 2041 and they make reference to a ton of things that we have no idea of knowing about previously like the great toxic gas scare of 1993 so i will say that the worst film we've ever watched as far as being boring is seed people Mm -hmm. This is not as bad as Seed People, but it's pretty close. The, I would actually say this is worse than Seed People. Seed People, I didn't take as long to watch. Robot Wars is an hour and about eight minutes without credits. It took me about two hours to watch this movie. I'm of the opinion that it's not as bad as Seed People, if only because there were a handful of, handful of jokes in it that were like, okay, that's... That's kind of that's kind of amusing, I suppose. Might I just say off the bat, Stumpy is our best character. Oh yeah, yeah. We actually get some pretty interesting actors in this. We have yes. of course Barbara Crampton. And we get Lisa Renna. L- yeah. Lisa Renna, as some people would know, is from like one of those Real Housewives series. She's a early soap opera star. Um, is what she's usually known for. But this is definitely one of her early, early works. And it's very interesting to see her in a full moon feature. We also get Peter Haskell. Are you familiar with him? The name sounds familiar, but I can't place it. He was an, the actor that played Sullivan in Child's Play 2 and Child's Play 3. Wait, Sullivan, that's the CEO of the Good Guy Co- Corporation, right? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I knew he looked familiar. And our lead is uh, by the name of Don Michael Paul. And I looked at his IMDb as far as some of the stuff that he is most well known for. 
and he is most well known for as the directorial lead on most of the Tremors sequels. Wait, really? Like, we, it starts off uh, Tremors 5, Tremors... Uh, oh, so some of the... Hell. Some oh, yeah, of yeah, the, some of the late... The late Tremors sequel where all, all they had left remaining was Bert. Yeah, so it's like... He is more so well known for his writing rather than his uh, acting. Which is good because his character in this movie sucks. And the director, or the the screenwriter, I should say, is someone whom we should know by the name of Jackson Barr. Are you familiar with him? The name does not come to mind just because my brain is full of a lot of other things these days. Writer of Trancers 2, Subspecies, Seed People, Bad Channels, Mandroid, Dollman vs. Demonic Toys, Invisible, and also a film called Point of Seduction Body Chemistry 3. I want to watch that one. We haven't watched that one. I want to watch that one. (laughs) We're not going to watch that one. I think that one's softcore porn. I kind of want to watch that one. It sounds the most interesting out of all of them. But yeah, that's those. And in addition, we have some other actors and that have played that are a lot of good working actors. And just as I was doing this research, our our friends over at the Found on Shelf podcast have the Murder She Wrote connections, <laughs> and I just saw them. And we have three, which is Peter Haskell, James Staley. And Yuji Akumoto. So we we got three. We got some of that. Are we gonna st- start stealing their bit now? Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm more kind of expanding upon their their knowledge. Well, good it. because I've not. I've literally never watched a single episode of Murder She Wrote. Oh, so I guess we're getting into the credits of the of the scene, which is we got our standard two thirty of credits. And, of course, standard black background, plain text. We got Milo back. Milo. And did you notice the director? Albert Band, yes. Albert Band, the the Band family patriarch. I guess just having himself a good time. Nepotism. If there was one thing that the Full Moon brand is built on, it is nepotism. I will say... Given what we know so far, which is your favorite of the bands? Albert, Charles, or Richard? I gotta say, Dick Band is the only one who has made made art that I think is genuinely good. Yes, Richard Band. We love his work. I love his score for Reanimator, even though it is obviously very, uh, very inspired by the Psycho theme, but he doesn't deny that at all. I guess we should talk about the movie. Do we have to? This movie sucked. So, what happens in this film? We start off in a cockpit. The cockpit of a gigantic robot called the Maris 2, which is apparently one of the last surviving giant robots in this period of time. Because this is a movie set in 2041 with 1980s computer graphics. I mean, that sounds about right. And we, so the giant robot, I guess, let's talk about the giant robot. What'd you think of the giant robot? 
I would have loved it when I was eight. <laughs> I agree. This is definitely a kid's giant robot. But our giant robot here is being run by the government, I guess. Piloted by two dinguses that straight up look like truckers. And that is our Captain Drake and his uh, co-pilot slash mechanic, Stumpy. Stumpy is our voice of reason. I'm about to make a real pull, but I still expect you to get it. In this scene, they reminded me of, if you've ever heard of the film Mars Needs Moms. There's a character who has like been trapped on Mars since the 80s. Who's like a fat guy in a hat. You lost me. The silence is deafening. <laughs> yeah, you lost me on this one. But no, so we get thrown straight into the action. They are just saying words and expecting us to keep up with them. Apparently, a nearby beacon is being attacked by some dudes in black hoodies and sunglasses. And we're going to see these black hoodies and sunglasses all throughout the rest of the film because obviously they spent all their money on robot stop motion instead of wardrobe. <laughs> it's very funny because they are ho just hoodies, but they have them over their heads as though they're like... Like like bodysuits, like hoods that would slide yes, over. Yes, they're over their heads and kind of uh, tightened up so they're a bit more snug. But they are so clearly just hoodies because they have underneath their chin just the... The drawstrings. The tie. The drawstrings. It's so stupid. Oh, and there are civilians aboard this giant robot for a vacation. Because I guess that's okay. how the military gets funded so now. This is one of those things that was like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Like, the 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 situation is that this giant robot is both... It's, so it's like, it's the last of the giant robots, right? And what they are using it for is both as a defensive, like, guard perimeter defense bot... But also a civilian transport for recreational purposes. Because that's how the military gets funded these days. If I feel like they're trying to make some kind of commentary, but I don't know on what. I don't know. Well, of course, we've got all these passengers who are caught amidst the fray of this minor battle. And among those is Barbara Crampton, who has a suitcase opened in her lap and oh no all her loose gl glass vials fell out because because that, that's a thing i assumed this is going to be a wait that's never explained nope she just has her suitcase open in her lap and of course there's turbulence from the fight so they all so she drops her suitcase and they all just fall out and she blames the pilot for that it's like you broke all my set my specimen vials and i'm just like Barbara, that was your fault. Also, when did we have an introduction to her character? Because I had no idea what her name actually was until later on in the movie. No, we didn't. You didn't miss it. Because Barbara Carrampton's character is named Dr. Lita Fanning. And I did not know her name until later on. No, that's entirely, that's entirely valid. This film... This, so this is not a sequel to Robot Jocks. 
but it is written as though there was a sequel we didn't see with all of these characters. Yes, there. It's written as though there is a pre- uh, predecessor movie, and I have no idea what's going on. But I just get. I just had the feeling we were going to get a lot of poorly green screened cockpit shots and stop motion robots. And yes, that was the case. Okay, so I will say the shots of the cockpit where they are very clearly not moving, but they're just like bouncing around in the cockpit simulating movement is very funny. I I audibly laughed at it. This movie barely made me laugh at all. This was so stupid. So Captain Drake gets rid of the threat, and of course, big CEO Rooney lies to the passengers about the attack, saying it was a simulation because money. It was at this point I also assumed that we would get maybe one more robot shot at the ending of the film, but no, they did actually have robots throughout. So, you know, good on them, question mark? Okay, we gotta talk about the romance. Do we have this to? Is, it's barely there. This, we do, because it is cur- it is the current record holder of shortest time spent together before falling madly in love of any of these movies. Where I timed this. I went back and, and as a highball, you could say these two characters spent maybe a minute of screen time together. I would say about five minutes. Well, no, I counted exactly how much time they spent conversing one-on-one. That's what I counted. And there is the one scene where she punches him and they never interact again. They do, actually. Um, he is at the uh, the weird general's kind of sword Oh my fighting. god, I forgot about that. Yes. So you're not entirely correct. But moving on. Our giant robot docks and unloads its passengers, and they're told they're going to be touring a nearby place called Crystal Vista, which is a abandoned and preserved town, sort of like a ghost town, that was evacuated overnight due to a great toxic gas scare in the year of 1993, which is right. very weird. Very stupid that this is just a huge tourist destination when it's a fucking ghost town. To the point where they have a giant robot ferrying people there multiple times a day. You say that, but Alcatraz has a lot of tourism. To be fair, though, Alcatraz also had a ton of history to it. This place of Crystal Vista is just an abandoned town. I don't know why I'm trying to be on the side of this movie. I hate this movie. Yes. Oh, and so we have the... Did we actually, like, explain what happened in the scene where she punches him? No, because that actually happened right now. Because we get a better look at Drake outside of the cockpit, and he's a total asshole. This is the weirdest thing, right? He's a complete misogynist. Not even that. It's so... He is just, like, sexually aggressive. Where he goes up and is like, hey, she's like some, so she's like some fucking pilot who's playing cowboy uh, made me break all of my samples. And then he comes up and is like, so what are you doing tonight? Uh, you want to go over to your place? My place is a mess. 
and starts going on like, well, clearly you had a bad day. Maybe maybe you need some discipline. Maybe you need to be spanked. And she punches him in the mouth. And this is when they first found out they were in love. Because he literally turns to Stumpy and says, that's the woman I'm going to marry. No, I think he says something like, that's the woman that is going to bear my children. Oh, I'm glad I didn't remember that correctly. And And in addition to that, so I don't know if you noticed this, but after he gets punched, they, there's a cut and he's talking to the guy and he's, it looks like he has lipstick on. I, I would assume they're trying to imply that he, he bloodied his mouth. Yes. After getting punched. Yeah. But it just looks like he's wearing lipstick. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So... We cut to Barbara Crampton and her friend Lisa Rinna, who I guess is named Annie, but I'm just going to call her Lisa Rinna. And Barbara Crampton is convinced that the ghost town of Crystal Vista is a cover-up by the government, and they're hiding something underneath it. For no reason. Uh, Almost no reason. Her reasoning is that the site was built on top of some particular element that is used to block satellite receivers. It's the equivalent of, like, a town, a modern day, or it's like finding a wild west town that has been built over top of a giant plate of No, land. no, I mean, like, it's kind of the equivalent of Oak Ridge, Tennessee, the secret city. The place right? where the atomic bomb sure. was built, but the town kind of, like, covering up everything. Okay, sure, sure. But Barbara Crampton is convinced that they're hiding something underneath the ghost town of Crystal Vista. And she uh, hypothesizes that it's old weapons that were supposed to be destroyed during a great treaty or something in the year 2021. I don't remember any kind of treaties in 2021. I don't either. But to be fair, I don't remember a lot of 2021. And it is at this point I realize that they are just saying so many words that don't make sense or are never explained they're never given context like the the group that they work for are called the um i believe north hemi yes and the people that they are fighting are called the centros which i have come to understand that as the north hemi is short for northern hemisphere and the centros i can only assume is Central America. I have no idea. I legitimately have no idea. They're just flinging words around as though they have meaning. And we... I. There's a reason this movie took me two hours to watch. Yeah, they just, they, so they, they just keep going and going with stuff that... Okay, wait. Is this when we get to the, the Asian diplomats? They've been shown throughout the opening bit of this movie. The General Wa Lee... And his assistant, Sing Sing. Well, no, his name is only just Sing. No, he calls him Sing Sing. Well, I think he did that as a a bit of a... No, no, no. He's called Sing Sing multiple times. Well, he's listed as Cho Sing on IMDb. Either way, I guess they're, they're visiting to try and buy mini versions of this giant robot. For recreation purposes, they explicitly say, they explicitly talk about the entertainment value of these giant scorpion robots 
repeatedly, which is so weird. It's very much like obvious red herring. Although I guess it's not really a red herring. Well, it's not. That is like, so I think one of these things, it's like a, it's like RoboCop, right? Where that was a analysis of, it was absurd because everything in their world that we would see as absurd is just how it works. That's just how it is. That's this feel like the same thing that they're going for here, where it's the world is absurd and all this crazy shit is happening. And in like military armaments have to like you have to take into consideration, well, are we gonna get some recreational use out of this? But they fail on all these levels of even trying to string together so something that is so absurd that it's entertaining because it, it it's so misguided in at every turn there is no central idea here it just is like oh this would be fun and this would be fun just, just fucking throw everything at it well just oh well what about you know toxic waste put it in there that'll be a plot point too we can make comments on that fuck it <sighs> And here we have the General Wally inviting Rooney to, they're like, oh, we're going to be performing a traditional ritual of sorts. You and your staff are welcome to join. Okay, but I'm going to cut you off real quick. Were you watching with subtitles on? Yes. Did you notice how whenever they said anything that was like in Japanese, the subtitles read unintelligible? Yes. Why? Although I don't, I don't think that was Japanese. I would think it was more like Chinese or Mandarin, or could just be a fake language. But the the point being, whenever they say something in in their native language, the subtitles just read unintelligible. Which it's not good. It's fucking worst. And then shortly after this happens, we have Drake confronting Rooney, like having issues with how things are run, like stop doing tours. If you're going to have us patrolling at the same time, you put so many people in danger. And Rooney's just like, yeah, okay, you're off the pilot beat. Get out of here. But Drake is still allowed at the ritual. Because this ritual is apparently just some stick fighting. It's just Kendo. Yeah. It's not... It's supposed to be a ceremony, but it is just them doing Kendo. Which, like... Why not just say doing kendo? Why do you need to make it some kind of ancient ceremony? I guess it would be ancient at this point, considering this takes place in... Oh, about, uh... 19 years from now? Is that right? 2041. 19 years. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm just now reading the the description on the actual film, and... Almost nothing that this description is reading on the Full Moon Features website is noted in the film. It does not match up at all. Um, I, I will read it out in its, in its entirety, but we will at the end. But let's let's go with the kendo where it seems like Drake and Wally have some kind of past that's kind of implied here yeah it feels like they have some kind of history considering he invites he invites drake to take part and drake's just like oh no 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 i don't want to do it and wally just constantly eggs him on to the point where 
he goes up and just rips the stick out of the other guy's hands and just straight up beats the shit out of Wally until he's on the ground. Yeah, that was that was a surprising amount of violence that just seemingly came out of nowhere. I also would think that would be a diplomatic faux pas. You'd think, wouldn't you? You would think so. But no, Wally just takes off his mask and he's like, ah, Captain Drake. And they go about their merry way. And so after having sexually assaulted her and then physically assaulted this, like, diplomat, Leda's like, do you think Drake is good for me? Yeah, but let's be fair. Annie's a thirsty bitch. Agreed. Annie is straight up a thirsty bitch. But yeah, they definitely are pushing like, oh, yeah, Leda's into him. Despite him being just an absolute pig. And God bless Barbara Crampton. This scene between her and her and uh, Annie on the robot. That's some good acting. That's good. It's good acting. They're doing a good job. They are, but it does not pass, pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. But like, it's... There is... There sh- should be something to be said about Barbara Crampton like giving it her all for this or like actually like putting in effort for this yeah I guess just like good good for you like thanks Barbara you're doing you're doing good we do love Barbara Crampton here but at this point Barbara Crampton and Lisa Renna depart from the Maris 2 and Head into Crystal Vista to explore, to figure out what the government is hiding by disguising themselves as tourists. Why do? Why are some of them in like these future costumes that have like couch print on on them, and others are just wearing t-shirts? I have no idea. I I don't understand anything in this movie, as far as their stylistic choices. And. So they're going around, they're just kind of wandering around, investigating. And I I think Barbara Crampton pulls out a, a flashlight that is supposed to be, like, a camera? I have no idea. I totally lost the plot at this point. Except for a little, a little like, popped-in scene in between of Drake chatting with Rooney in regards to, like, the oncoming Centros threat. And I got... And just to prove that how nuts this dialogue is, these centros have got a bug in their ear about something. And before we're up to our necks in wax. Sorry, what? This dialogue's fucking nuts. They're, in addition, we gotta talk about their little tiny robot game. Yeah, what, what even was the that fuck game? was that? What was the game? What was the point of that game? I don't know. They weren't, like, controlling the robots. They were just kind of pushing them around with sticks. I couldn't even follow the side plot with the Centros and the Asian General and and all of that. I... It was too convoluted. I had an easier time following Barbara Crampton and Lisa Rinna. I'm just like, why can't they be the main characters? Why can't she be the pilot of the giant robot trying to uncover this mass government conspiracy of what is hiding beneath Crystal Vista. So I will say there was one one good joke during that scene where 
uh, Drake is talking to Stumpy, and Stumpy is talking about his grandfather, who was, like, dismantling one of these giant robots and was, like, gonna hide them from the government. And Drake is like, well, how... Seriously, how the fuck are you supposed to hide a giant robot? And Stumpy's like, well, he got caught. So clearly he didn't. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, but also a funny joke. You got No, an even funnier bit is the rest of the tour group is touring Crystal Vista and on the theater marquee. Right. In a town abandoned in 1993, Puppet Master 54. That is also a very good joke. You got two in a row. Good job, movie. (laughs) That's all they're going to give us, though. They got... I was just looking at the list of movies and like Puppet Master 5 is Puppet Master the final chapter. I'm like, hmm. They knew well before naming that film that was not going to be the final chapter. Yeah. Yeah, no. (laughs) That was definitely like the best self-deprecating, self-referential joke they could have thrown into the background. Okay, so now... Because I need to, this has implications on the full universe. Because, as we know, in Demonic Toys, Puppet Master exists as a film. And as we also know, Puppet Master exists in the same world, or or rather, Demonic Toys exists in the same world as, uh... Dollman and Bad Channels, so we can add that to our connected full moonverse. I know that doesn't that that is a leap in logic, but I need to find something to enjoy about this movie. I guess, but I mean, like to be fair, they're gonna throw Puppet Master in whatever they can because it is is their flagship franchise. I suppose so. Meanwhile, Lita runs off on her own, leaving Annie at the robot terminal. And Lita Dunn gets into a firefight with the Centros and the Black Hoodies. And as Why? this happens, the Centros raid the terminal. The general steps off the incoming robot. Because he's been on the robot in the cockpit pretending to uh, pilot it under the new pilot's instructions. But it turns out it was a trap all along to steal the robot. He's been learning it wasn't for entertainment at all. I also oh. still don't know who the fuck the Centros are. The Centros are the Central Americans. I don't think that's the case, but sure. Well, I think so, because... The only reason I have to believe that is because, one, they are clearly in the southern, like, United States. And they're clearly on a border of... You know, we're, we're, we're the Mexican-American border. And two, because the Centros have canteens full of tequila. Do they? That's the only other proof I have. When was that brought up? There was a scene where, where Drake and Stumpy are, like, ambushing a, a group of Centros. And Stumpy picks up a canteen and is like, oh, look, there's still some tequila in here. And Drake is like, well, is it the guy? Is there a worm in it? Well, no, I don't want it. I don't. I don't drink the cheap stuff. Good lord. So, the Central Central Americans are working with the Chinese 
to get a giant scorpion robot, I guess. I don't. I guess that's the plot that's going on. <laughs> I guess. Oh, gosh. They take all the rest of them hostage. The hostages are being held in the passenger's compartment while the general pilots the robot away to wherever he's headed. I legit have no idea where the hell he's going. And one of the one of the um, people went out, and so he's like banging on the door, and the general's like, okay, I'll let you out, and he opens the door and the guy falls out. Where it's, and it's like, why would that happen? The outside isn't pressurized. And like No, but I guess it's very high up. Yeah, but he the guy shouldn't be like leaning on the door, even if he's like smacking slamming it. Cause he was turned around talking to the guy on the screen. I don't even know. This movie has made some very poor decisions. And... Let us also make notice of the fact that Rooney grabs Drake from the bar to try and get him to pilot again because gasp Rooney knew all about the thing hidden under Crystal Vista this whole time and Drake is here like lol no fuck you and Rooney's like they have Lita how does Rooney know about Drake's infatuation with Lita he shouldn't exactly there was no reason he should have no idea about this at all that that means that is where I went back in the movie just to time how long that initial interaction was just because I had to be, I had to be like that. This shouldn't be possible. He, they met for all of maybe five minutes so that why would he assume that is the, the, I hate it. This is the word. Yeah. It's not good. This movie sucks so hard and is only not worse than Seed People because of the Puppet Master 54 joke. Yeah. But the Centros done found Lita and are taking her hostage, getting ready to take her to the terminal. And Stumpy jumps out and shoots while shouting, Remember the Alamo! Thus proving Stumpy is the best character. Uh, I... You know, credit to him. It was the first time I remembered the Alamo in quite a while. <laughs> I would am inclined to agree. It was at this point in my notes I write, this movie is incomprehensible, which reasonably could have been put anywhere. Yes. So we've got Lita and Stumpy and Drake en route to the underground tunnels in, I guess, what is a schoolhouse? I thought it was an old town hall, but it's apparently a schoolhouse. To where Stumpy's grandpa done hid the thing. And apparently there was just a whole ass giant robot hidden beneath this town. Is this the crash and burn robot? Like, did they use the same model? I don't know. Let me check. This looks like it might be the same robot. It's very similar. I think they added, like, a head to the robot. Yeah, it looks very similar. But otherwise, it is almost exactly the same build. It's, like, the same kind of style i think it might be if not exactly the same it is recycled okay it would definitely have to be recycled because why would they spend money to make another when they have one right there how big do you think that model is in real life uh i I think at least maybe a foot tall 
I was going to say maybe two. Hmm. It's a good model. Good. The, I like the robot designs. They look kind of bland, but they're they're serviceable. Yeah, it is at this point that we realize that it's the whole robot instead of just like a gun like they were originally thinking. Because Stumpy is here saying this amazing line, it's like keeping one arm and the brain alive even though you ground up the rest of the man. Stumpy, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Stumpy's wonderful. What the he fuck the... does that mean? <laughs> because they find the cockpit for the robot. They find the cockpit, thus of course being the brain. And they think it's just the gun, hence the arm. But no, it's a just a whole ass robot. And they get it running. And the robot rises from the asphalt of Crystal Vista. And it's time for giant robot battles. It's this time for a... stop motion robot battles. This was a decent scene. But it was way too short. Because at this point we had probably about uh, eight minutes left in the runtime. <laughs> eight minutes without with credits yes like it was oh and in this point like wally is talking to the centros and the centros are speaking what i can assume is fake spanish he calls it centralese and i had to i wrote in my notes i don't know what race should be offended by this (laughs) the answer is yes everyone should be offended by this and yeah as you said we finally get some war with all of these robots and it lasts all of about two minutes because our good robot just keeps getting knocked down to be fair it's pretty old it just keeps getting knocked down and it gets the upper hand with fucking laser eyes for whatever reason well, because they're laser eyes. Anyone with laser eyes can get the upper hand. But it's still such an anticlimactic fight. It's like the actual stop motion battle scenes are good. But just laser eyes, that's all it takes. It's not good. I I don't like it. It, but, it just... And then the movie just ends. Yep, because Stumpy interrupts what was obviously a kiss lean in. And Drake's just like, hey, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to be busy for the next 40 or 50 years. Pulls her in with a kiss. And Barbara Cranston can just do so much better. The movie ends with a shot of the Mega One and the sunset behind it. I hope Barbara Crampton at least got the, got some money. I hope she was paid well for this one. Because this was god awful. Okay, so... Now, the description of the film, which might very well fill up some uh, fill up some some blank spots. <clears throat> Towards the end of the twenty first century, two great powers dominated the world: a division that resulted from a thirty year world no- known as the War of the Hemispheres. The war came to an end with the creation of giant, indestructible mega-robots designed for military missions and balance of power. With the treaty came peace, and both sides merged into one government, the New Federation. 
the armed forces were reduced to one single mega-robot, the MRAS-2, an 80-foot-tall mega-robotic assault system, now used to guard the most dangerous spot on Earth. The MRAS-2 now patrols the highly restricted area known as the Crosshair Zone, the site of the Toxic Tomb, a dumping ground for the most dangerous toxic waste. Periodically, lone wolf terrorist groups try to get to the tomb to gain materials to launch chemical warfare against the new Federation police forces. But MRAS-2 is the most sophisticated weapon system ever built, and is indestructible. Recently, the mega-robot has become a tourist attraction and is used for tours through the wasteland. While on one such tour, the MRAS-2 is, attached by, is attacked by an extremely violent terrorist group known as the Murdagians. Their leaders turn out to be a frequent passenger on the mega-robot, Professor B. Wali who hijacks the MRAS-2 and heads for the toxic tomb. If he succeeds in opening the tomb, the Murdagians can carry out their threat to destroy Los Angeles. The only hope to destroy the Murdagians is Lane Dury, the robot's pilot, who has escaped and knows how to stop the MRAS-2. With the help of Lisa, the daughter of the new Federation president, Dury finds another mega-robot still intact. The Mega-1 rises from beneath the Earth like a colossus and confronts the MRAS-2 before the toxic tomb is penetrated. Now Dury and Wali both know theirs must be a fight to the finish. What the fuck was that? That's a lie. That wasn't this movie. That was a different movie. That wasn't the movie we watched. No, that was not the movie we watched at all. What the fuck even was that? Who's Lane Dury? Who the f- When was it said that fucking Lisa was the daughter of the president? Who the f- What the f- Fucking- Wally wasn't a fucking doctor, he was like a diplomat. He was a general. What the fuck? What the fuck was the toxic tomb? What the fuck is the crosshair zone? This makes no sense. I'm more confused than anything now. I hate this. I hate this so much. This is a lie. This this description of this film is a lie. Full Moon lied to us. Gabe, they lied to us. I didn't I can't believe Full Moon was capable of this. <laughs> oh god. It's not the movie you watched. Come on. Let's let's wrap this up. So who would... I don't know. Fucking the giant scorpion robot. Who would you have that fight? <laughs> Brick Bardo. Fuck. Yeah. What, I would have it fight fucking... Um, the, the werewolves from Meridian. Because then <laughs> the fucking werewolves would get crushed by a giant scorpion robot. <laughs> oh, God. We we can't we can't even this movie was so bad we're just we're done, that's it you, we're done. Would you recommend anyone watch this? No. I recommend I would recommend my enemies watch this. <laughs> yes. It's like if I hate you, I'm recommending this movie to you. 
this is a the only enjoyment I got out of this film was after watching it and reading the description that is just completely not the film. The only, that was the only enjoyment I got out of this was Puppet Master 54 and Stumpy. There's exactly there's one good joke. And and it's well, a visual it's a visual gag. Speaking of full moon sequels, what are we going to be watching next time? We're going back to more stupid with Subspecies 3! We were genuinely left on a cliffhanger with that one. Yeah, we were. So I'm kind of excited to go back because Subspecies 2 was funny and that it was so stupid. I I am on I am of the opinion that Subspecies 2 was a good movie. So like I'm I'm excited to go and watch the next one. I I'm just happy to get away from Robot Wars. <laughs> it's fucking War of the Hemispheres. Fuck off. Shut up. Until next time. Don't watch Robot Wars. Stay Don't out of it. giant scorpion robots and have a horrible evening, everybody. God damn it. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.